the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, I'll be joined by Miki Addison. We're going to discuss Satan's strategy from a biblical worldview. You won't want to miss this great broadcast with a powerful speaker, Miki Addison. Stay tuned to The Plumb Line. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Support for The Plumb Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plumb Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. On today's edition of The Plumb Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to be joined by Miki Addison. She is a new guest for me here, but has done a lot of speaking and some podcasting. I'm sure has been a guest on radio shows a number of times here, and so I'm excited, though, to have her on The Plumb Line for the first time here and learn a little bit about her and the ministry Culture Proof. And so welcome to the broadcast, Miki. Thanks for coming on. Oh, Jay, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure to join you today. Yeah, I actually learned about you through the national sponsor of the Plum Line, Reasons for Hope, Carl Kirby, a president and founder of Reasons for Hope, was speaking somewhere with you. And as he's, I think, told you, he was so impressed that he kind of went on and <laughs> telling me about what a great job you did in the talk that you gave at this particular seminar or whatever it was. And so he said, you got to get her on. And I said, I would be glad to do that. And so I'm looking forward to this. And we're going to try to dig into some of what you shared at that session that Carl was at here. And to my understanding, this is talking a bit about what Satan is trying to do today. Satan's strategy from a biblical worldview is kind of what I've titled this broadcast today. And we'll explain a little bit more about that as we move through the broadcast. But I want to have you just start by who you are and what is Culture Proof. Oh, thank you so much for that opportunity. So I am a wife and a mom. Ultimately, I think I probably should say this in the order of importance. I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I came to faith in Christ at the age of 15. I grew up in a Christian home, but it was sort of my mom's faith. I also come from a broken family. It was a fatherless home, but 
my mom kept us in church after my dad left. And so I was surrounded by the gospel and presentations of it. But it's one of those things that was just so familiar that, you know, I kind of knew enough, but not enough to make a decision to follow the Lord. And at 15, the Holy Spirit just really drew me and I was converted at 15. And I went off to college and then I was discipled in a ministry on campus and really grew in my faith. And then I was a missionary for a number of years. And then I was married at 24. And then my husband and I were missionaries together. And then we went on to be a part of a church planting ministry, which is kind of a long story. But ultimately, we began working for American Family Radio, American Family Association in 2008, and worked there for 15 years until just recently. And we have begun the ministry that we believe the Lord has really entrusted to us. And that's the ministry of culture proofing making sure that we and our kids are impervious to this culture. One of the things that we see as we look around, we also have six children that we homeschool, and they range in ages 16 down to three. And so we are living in this world, and we are endeavoring to do the things that we encourage other families to do in real time. So we're not looking ahead to what we may do or looking back at what we would have done. We are living in real time in this culture, and our aim is to culture-proof our kids to make sure that they receive the gospel intact and unaltered by the world that we live in. That's so wonderful to hear about. And by the way, Miki, my wife and I have raised seven that are all homeschooled, so um, we can <laughs> we know exactly what you're going through. We've got three at home yet, so but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to kind of set the stage for this discussion here, and we can go a variety of different directions, but I wanted to utilize First Peter 5, 8, and 9 to kind of set this up. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And when you talk about, you know, what's going on in our world and our culture today, the things that are taking place are because our enemy is prowling around looking for uh, people to devour. Is that correct? Oh, my goodness. That is so, well, I shouldn't say that's interesting, right? Because we believe that we serve the sovereign creator. I was meditating on this passage in particular just this morning. Like that's, (laughs) I was actually, wow. I was actually doing um, a little bit of a study and looking at the word resist. And just, um, I felt the Lord really impressing on my heart to kind of drill down and looking at this Greek word. It's where we get our word antihistamine, right? So it's to actively stand against, to stand counter to, um, to oppose actively And as I was reading this and thinking about it this morning, the Lord has really called us to a bold, active faith. And one of the ways that the enemy is prowling around and and the, the means by which he wants to destroy us is that he wants us to be confused about truth. The the enemy has really um, covered the truth and that's what he's done from the beginning. In fact, when you go back and, and you look at what the enemy did from the very beginning, is that he attempted, and successfully, we know because of the rebellion, he attempted to conceal the truth, right, from Adam and Eve. And so Jesus Christ came to reveal the truth, and he actually points this out in his discourse with Pontius Pilate when when he's asked, you know, what is truth? Well, Jesus says um, elsewhere that he is truth. And so we can talk a little bit about that if you want. But ultimately, what we find Satan doing is what he has done from of old is to um, to confuse us, right? To kind of shroud the truth 
uh, in a lie, and a lie, a lie that is just a little bit plausible, right? Which is why the Apostle Paul warns us not to be deceived by arguments that are plausible. They have a little bit of truth, something that kind of lures us in just a little bit, but ultimately it's, it's a lie, right? And it leads us to destruction. Mm, yeah, yeah. And our world has gone full bore into this, their belief that there is no such thing as absolute truth, moral relativism, we call it. And yet it seems so, you know, easy, I guess, to disprove their statement on that. And I, I'm just remembering a humorous example that a man who worked with me at a different radio station, we had this uh, little, we had a comedy show that we brought in and we opened the comedy show by doing something about moral relativism where I, I took my co-worker's wallet uh, out of his pocket and walked off with it. And he said, you can't do that. And I said, why not? And he, uh, we, you know, he pretended that he didn't believe in absolute truth. And so, you know, the point obviously being that there are absolute truths. You shouldn't That's take right. someone's wallet. It's not your wallet. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's just so many ways that we can easily disprove that. And yet that's the common mantra of today. There's no such thing as absolute truth. Your truth is your truth. Mine is mine. That's what we hear all the time, isn't it? Yeah, we do. And and, and really, if, okay, so let's just kind of break that down. And one of the ways that I, I did this, I think, in the um, presentation that I gave where Carl was, was there, one of the ways that I break this down is by defining the word truth, right? So the Greek word in the New Testament, when we see the word truth, is transliterated aletheia, right? It resembles our English word for reality. And it literally means the manifested or unconcealed essence of a matter. So in other words, it's not just an opinion. It's not just a thought. It is the presentation of reality. So it is rooted in the actual, right? Like truth is not someone's strong opinion. And so because we know what a biblical definition of truth is, we understand what God wanted us to know about truth. We know that there is no room for your truth because truth is just truth, right? So like, for example, you have um, victims of horrific crimes and they will say, well, I just want to share with you my truth. And they're talking about their story and what happened. Well, even though that didn't happen to the hearer, it is still true that it happened. There was a reality that this happened, even though it happened to someone else, it still happened. So then when we think about that, we don't, you know, try to kind of indulge in this idea of, well, you know, I'm sorry that that is, that is your truth. No, it is just true that it happened. What we want to say is that was your experience. And I hate that that happened. Yeah, we have personal experiences. But the reality is that something did happen. Yeah, exactly. And when we talk about truth, there's got to be a, a foundation for it, a basis for it. And even those who you know don't subscribe to the scriptures, don't believe in Jesus Christ, you know, in many ways, like I said earlier, it should be fairly easy to get them to recognize that the Scriptures are truth, because you just read through the Ten Commandments, for example. Uh, it should be basic common sense, and it, it isn't necessarily anymore, but it should be, that the things mentioned there, those are all truth, that we shouldn't lie, we shouldn't steal, we shouldn't commit adultery, and all those things. And yet, that's that's part of the problem, I think, in our society today, is people are refusing to accept that the Scriptures are truth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that we like to do with our kids is we point out what the Lord has identified as sin, and he's given us this in his eternal word, is we like to reassure them that the Bible anticipates your human condition. So when they are doing the things that the Bible actually points out as sin, 
We like to peg those things right in the moment and say, you know, the Bible calls this sin. And I know because we know the truth of God's word, right? So we know that the Holy Spirit convicts. We know that the Holy Spirit works in tandem with the conscience that we have, a God-given conscience that actually surveys our heart and surveys our behaviors and tells us, hey, that is wrong. So when we have a kid who is, say, for example, lying, we want to say, hey, you know what you're doing? You are now sinning against the holy and righteous God. And here's what I know, because the word of God is true, I know that you feel that, don't you? And inevitably, you've got the kid who's going to say, I do feel that. Why? Because God's word is true. Because when God calls out sin, he also convicts us of the truth of that sin and the reality that it deserves judgment. When you read Romans chapter one and you look at God's case against humanity, God says that he works in two ways to convict us. He works by what is seen externally, right? And then also inside of us. So internally, we have this conviction so much so that the Bible says in Romans chapter one, that man is without excuse. So God works outside of man to confirm the truth of who he is and that he is. And he also works inside of man with our conscience and the way we think about issues. So when a person is reading the Ten Commandments, we know that it is wrong to take something that does not belong to us. Why? The Holy Spirit, the Lord, has marked something inside of us, right? And this is why we have to be restored to that right relationship with him, because there is something that was lost from the beginning, but it is the right knowing that we have transgressed a holy and righteous God. Yeah, amen. Well, and I want to bring it to bear here upon this conversation, the fact that that you brought up earlier that Jesus is truth. And so we're going to talk about that in the next segment here. So uh, stick around, folks, in the listening audience. We'll continue with my guest, Miki Addison, as we talk about Satan's strategy from a biblical worldview. And in this segment, we've been focused particularly upon truth. And I imagine that truth is going to play a big part in our entire discussion here today on The Plumb Line. You can reach out to me, share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast at this email address, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Batt at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. I am so pleased to have Reasons for Hope as the national sponsor of The Plum Line. The mission of both of our ministries is to proclaim the gospel and to train people to look at every topic and issue from a biblical worldview. You can discover more about their many fabulous resources and their debunked video series or request one of the R4H speakers for your event or maybe attend an Equip Youth Retreat or Rally all at r4h.com. To learn about the Plum Line's partnership with Reasons for Hope, check out the blog postings at r4h.com, and you can find the Plum Line station directory and podcast link at r4h.com slash the Plum Line. 
Be sure to leave a note saying thanks to Reasons for Hope for supporting The Plumb Line. Thanks for tuning in to The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, my guest is Miki Addison. Ministry is culture-proof. And in fact, before I bring you back into the conversation to answer a question, Miki, let me have you give the uh, contact information. Where can people find out about Culture Proof? Oh, thanks so much for that question, Jay. I would love for people to visit cultureproof.net. They can learn about the podcast, and hopefully it will minister to them and equip them. We are all about living in such a way that we are able to filter the events of our culture through a biblical lens. So we're not um, caught off guard by what we see happening around us, because the Lord has already set us up to win. So um, I would just invite your listeners to go to cultureproof.net. Mm, beautiful. And our missions align very, very well. That's what the Plum Line's all about, looking at a I whole assortment of issues from a biblical worldview. So I love that. We've got one in heart and mind here. So, well, Miki, I want to talk a little bit about what I was starting to bring up as we went to the break here. You had mentioned that Jesus is truth, and the scriptures in John chapter 1 were told that uh, Jesus is the Word, and the Word was God, the Word was with God, and so it's very clear anyway to the believer that John is talking about Jesus. Jesus being the Word, the Word of God, and Jesus is also truth. Jesus himself said that uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. Taking that kind of in uh, logical argument, I guess we could say, to me that means that the, the Word, the Word of God is truth too, right? Absolutely. I mean, without objection, without need for clarification, God has given us his eternal Word. He wanted us to know who he is. He wanted us to know that he is, and he wants us to know how to come to him, how to be reconciled to him through the Lord Jesus Christ, how to um, identify that conviction that we feel. So many of us, you know, we, we have this conscience that the Lord begins the work on, right? And so we, we don't know what to do after that, but we have God's eternal word to point us to Christ and to say, this is now how one becomes a believer. Isn't it interesting, Jay, I'm thinking about what you're saying about the truth of God's Word and how John chapter 1 declares that Jesus is the Word, the living Word. And then you also have Jesus himself in John chapter 8 when he's talking to these Jews who had believed in him. Um, He's performing miracles and he's teaching, and some of them believe. And it's really interesting to me that in John chapter 8, um, verses 31 and 32, he says to them, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So Jesus even roots our identity in continuing in truth, the truth that he is, the truth that he left for us. And so we have a confidence in God's word that for far too many of us as Christians, we just don't tap into. Yeah, yeah. And as we kind of bring this into our world that we live in, the culture that we are living in, I want to talk a bit about why this matters and particularly about how we get the culture to to see this truth. And I think the answer, at least to my understanding, is they've got to have the Spirit of God. If you don't have the Spirit of God, uh, you don't have, you know, the Scriptures talk about the, the wisdom of this world is foolishness without the Spirit of God. And so, to me, I guess, we, we first off need to be doing what we're called to do, to sow seeds of the gospel and make sure that people have an opportunity to receive Christ as Savior if they're going to have the Spirit of God and then be able to understand these things rightly. Absolutely. You know, one of the issues that we have 
is that truth is being suppressed in our culture today. So you historically, you know, I think of growing up in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s, I think of almost an ease with which we would have communicated the gospel because it would not have immediately incited people. But we live in such a hostile context today, Jay, that if you even start talking about like we were talking about in the last segment, um, absolute truth, that there is reality, right? Now, even that has become controversial, and it's very difficult for people to communicate the gospel because there is an incredible amount of fear. But the Apostle Paul tells us why people live in this darkness, because they suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So one of the reasons we find it difficult to communicate the gospel is because we are surrounded by people who proliferate wickedness. I mean, everywhere you look, there is a celebration of rebellion against God. We see sin normalized in our culture. And unfortunately, even in many of our churches today, sin is just a normal part of people who even profess Christ. Um, It's a normal part of their existence. And so what we've got to do is recognize that the reason this is happening is so that truth might be suppressed. But then think of like a beach ball in, in a pool, you know, it wants to float, right? It wants to come back to the top. And the only way you keep it down is by sheer force, right? So that's what we see happening in our culture. Um, men are suppressing the truth, holding that beach ball down in unrighteousness. So what we've got to do is point out or maybe just suppose, if you will, righteousness from unrighteousness, because when you release that beach ball, truth floats. The the reality, what is, actually comes back to the surface. And I think that's, as Christians, as, as we continue sharing the truth and continue sharing the gospel, we will see men set free from these strongholds in their lives. Mm, yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about that gospel that we are supposed to continue sharing. I'm sure you and your husband have thought about this as you have put forth the, the podcast, the Culture Proof podcast, that, you know, just wondering, I wonder who's tuning in uh, to this. And I think about that every time I do an addition to the plumb line. I, I just wonder who's who's tuning in. Could there be somebody flipping through the radio dials that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ? And would I be the one to be able to bring the gospel to them? Mm-hmm. That is something that's, you know, heavy on my heart. And, well, not really heavy. It's joyful on my heart to be able to be the one to do that. So what I'm saying, I guess, is what is it, this gospel that we are supposed to be proclaiming? Yeah, the good news is that our relationship with God can be restored. The existence, we are born with the, the in, into the very realities that we exist as the enemies of God. The wrath of God is on us because of sin that is systemic. We talk a lot about what is systemic in our culture And my husband and I like to point out to people that sin is systemic. It's in your DNA. It it colors the way that you think on issues. But you can be set free from that because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ took the wrath of God, which is a wrath that we deserve because we live in rebellion against God on our own. We don't desire him. And we know this is true. We know our own thoughts, even the things that people would not know about us publicly We are well acquainted with ourselves, and we know in our heart of hearts that when the Lord accuses us, He is right and He is just. And we know that that sin that is so prevalent in our life, we know that it deserves death. But here's what you may not know, is that there is one who took the penalty for your sin, one who on his own did not deserve it, but became sin for us, that through Him, through Jesus, we might have the opportunity to become now righteous in the sight of God. It is an amazing thought. And when we communicate this to our children, 
they're often so overwhelmed. You know, they, they, they say things like, but that's not fair. Like, oh my goodness, like why would one suffer? And it really says to me that they understand the gravity of what Jesus has done. They understand the, the mercy that they have received, that there is one who stood in their place guiltless as he was. He stood in their place and paid a penalty for them that they absolutely deserved. Well, Miki, uh, Satan's number one strategy, I think you would concur, is to prevent that message you just shared from being shared. So take that, Satan, right? <laughs> oh, come on, Master, right? We want to declare the truth of who Jesus is and what he did. Listen, Jay, I am so grateful that God saved me. I just want to say that I know that people think that this is foolishness. For those who have not come to know Christ, the Bible is very clear that they cannot understand the things of God, and they think that our joy is foolishness. But I will tell you, as the Holy Spirit ministers to hearts, even right now, there are people who are listening who know that they have really truly come to the end of themselves. They've tried all sorts of solutions to their problems, their, their issues that they're facing, and they know the reality is they need one outside of themselves. And so I'm grateful that the Lord saved me and delivered me from my false way of thinking, delivered me from my constant fear of judgment, because we have that, that rests on us until we are now found in Jesus Christ. So glory to God that we have an opportunity to communicate the truth. Yeah. Amen. Well, and those of you in the listening audience, maybe it's just one of you, maybe it's none right now that don't know Jesus Christ. That'd be awesome if everybody's, you know, knows the Lord that's tuning into me. But I always have that sense or feeling that there's someone who, as I said, just flipping through the dial came on this and listened for whatever reason. We know the reason the Holy Spirit wants you to be listening and wants you to be convicted and come to Jesus Christ. And so if that describes you, reach out to me at that email address. Again, it is the plumbline radio at gmail. I would love to get together with you, connect with you more about the most important message of all, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the reality that you need to put your faith in Christ. And you can do that at this very moment. Reach out to me. That email again is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Well, I hope you can join me next time when I continue this visit with Miki Addison. We'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.